And we are back and better than ever here on NBA Wednesday. Jack Tom, Tom Jack. What's up, dude? Happy to have you back as always. Happy to be back. Another NBA Wednesday. You got that right, my friend. Yeah, dude. How's it going, man? How's your day today? Good, good. I think we need to... Oh, bring it down go. a little bit. <laughs> there we go. He's a professional. Uh, yeah, he's... make sure I'm the same height. I'm exactly. Not, I'm not usually the tall person. No, I have to like sit real straight up though. It's all right. It's okay. Anyways, what's up, everyone? Welcome back in NBA Wednesday here on Ride in the Pine. We got, and I know we're starting a little early, but I did leave in the caption on the post today that that time was subject to change, so it did change. Don't worry, though, because this will be posted after we wrap up, and the audio will go up as well afterwards. But we've got a lot to get into. We're going to do a little All-Star Game weekend reaction. We're going to definitely dive into the Zion Williamson kind of issues that we've got going on. We'll also share a couple games that we're excited to see tomorrow with the NBA coming back on, and then we'll also leave it uh, on a, I don't want to give it away, we got to tease it a little bit, right? We've got a little other bit of news to share with everybody that we'll wrap wrap it up with, but we won't get to that quite yet, so so stick around to the end, it's going to be good. But anyways, um, let's dive into All-Star Game Weekend. How do you how do you like the All-Star Weekend? <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> what a joke. It's just so cool in theory, and then it happens, you like, each year you expect it to be better than the last, and it it just disappoints every year. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this uh, question, and I want you to answer it, Tom. Have you, in any uh, year of your life, in the 25 years you've lived on this earth, have you ever watched an NBA All Star game from start to finish? I need to actually change that microphone. There we go. Um, yeah, probably probably like the mid 2000s. I'd watch those a lot. I think those are pretty competitive. I don't think I've ever watched one from start to finish. Yeah, not recently. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it from start to finish. And that, I I think that, you know, and and overall, I don't know how everybody uh, feels about the NBA All-Star Weekend, which, by the way, if people want comments and concerns and jokes and questions and whatever else, leave a little comment in the uh, chat bar. Tom's the chat man. Um, But yeah, I just think that NBA All-Star Weekend, it's lost its appeal. Uh, The NBA dunk contest, not nearly as interesting as it was when we were, like, what, 12 years old? Yeah, definitely, definitely not. I, I mean, you think back to Nate Robinson, Dwight Howard. I think that was peak NBA All Star Weekend for me. Watching those two got it, two go at it. Like each year, you're like thinking, like, how are they going to top it this year? And eventually, I mean, you can only get so high, right? You know, diminishing returns. You can only do so much. Well, I think the. The last, like, really good dunk contest that I can think of is, like, when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were going back and forth. But I think what was different about them is they got creative. I feel like a lot of guys, like, they've they've peaked out on the creativity on dunks. I mean, how many times can you spin around, right? I mean— It's uh, true. I I told you this uh, this weekend. What do we have to do? Go to the moon, right? Get some, like less gravity. They can do more spins. Like, is that going to be it? Jumping from half court, yeah. you know, floating to the basket. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the problem. I think, you know, the three point contest is whatever. I mean, it's guys just shooting threes, right? I mean, anybody can recreate. I mean, we could literally go down to the park down the road and just recreate that ourselves. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's like whatever. It's cool. I mean, I like it. It's yeah. I mean, that's probably. I think that's the most fun one to watch. I don't like the skills competition. Yeah, that's gotten weird. That's just gotten too like, I feel like I'm in like this weird like video game, but I'm not like with the the, the moving defenders that are just like literally squares. Yeah, I just don't like that. I don't know. I think All Star Weekend. I don't. I don't even know what you do. I don't either. Like, I mean, let's talk about the game. I mean, it's just offense. It's just, it's li- it's worse than a, a pickup game. It's dudes just running around with no defense, dunking the ball and shooting the crazy threes. I mean, Steph did do some amazing stuff. 
Like he could, he's probably the best shooter. He's the best shooter ever. Oh yeah, ever. Yeah, no question. Completely redefined what it means to be a a point guard or just even a player in basketball. I mean, he changed the way basketball is. I mean, he's just. I mean, shooting it and then looking away before he even goes in. I think that's so cool. Listen, man, I did not. I, I mean, I used to love shooting threes, but I did not think of shooting threes like that man has shot threes. And it has changed the way how I think younger kids are playing basketball and shooting threes and shooting far beyond uh, the, the arc. But I think the other thing is, and I was thinking of this uh, as I was driving back home, um, I think the issue is, is that no matter what in any all-star game you get, guys just will not play 100%. You're always going to get a 50% effort level. Let let me just read this to you right now. I want your immediate reaction. Okay, I'm going to read the stat lines from each quarter, right? So in the first quarter, Team Durant had 45. LeBron had 47. The second quarter, Durant with 49. LeBron with 46. These are not the players, the teams. Right, right. Uh, The third quarter, 45 and 45. Did you already look? I did look. I cheated. I'm sorry. Well, the final score for the fourth quarter for both teams from that quarter... 21 for Team Durant, 25 from Team LeBron. There was defense being played in that quarter. Well, it's how do you get that mindset through the other three? It's it's tough because it's every. I feel like everything has just become so money-driven oriented, which is fine, but it takes away from the All-Star game. Guys don't want to get hurt, and I don't blame them. I mean, when you're looking at making, you know, $30, $40 million, like some of these top guys are, I mean, why would you want to risk your entire season on that? Plus, on top of it, I'm sure there are some guys, and I mean, again, it's probably a very few amount of them because there's a very few amount of consistent All-Stars that we can always kind of guess, yeah, Steph Curry will probably be in it, right? I'm sure guys like that have in their contract somewhere very, very fine detail. If you are injured during the All-Star game in which you were selected in, this is liable to happen, you know, or whatever. And I'm sure that's in the back of their mind. Um, I, I, well, something's got to change, I mean, man. Yeah. You think when like, I don't know how it works for the NBA, but I know like the NFL, when you go to the playoffs, you, you make money for each game you're in right. the playoffs. So, I mean, I'm sure that's written into those contracts and even like, you know, like, uh, players having, you know, making a certain amount of shots, having a certain percentage. I mean, there's all these kind of accolades that they receive benefits for. So, I mean, you <laughs> roll your ankle. I mean, you could be done for the season and miss out on a lot of money. Well, here's a weird thing that I just thought of, if we're going to go off the idea of incentivizing this. If you took the winner of the NBA All-Star game, and I think I made of, might have made a comment about this earlier, because baseball used to do kind of the home field advantage thing, but like you said before, you can't really do that with Team East and Team West. Mm-hmm. So as a result, I mean, that actually kind of blows a hole in what I was going to say, because if it was East versus West, you could just say, okay, all teams that make the playoffs in the Western Conference, and the Western Conference won the All-Star game, those teams in each round that they make, each player makes an extra whatever amount of dollars or whatever, something like that, but you can't really do that. I mean, you could do winning team gets an extra lottery ball in the lottery selection. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could do that. That would be interesting. There would be a lot of pushback. I mean, it's always hard a lot to introduce of pushback. new ideas because somebody's going to get upset. Right. But, I mean... I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't either. If anybody has any ideas or suggestions, please drop a couple uh, below because we we have <laughs> exhausted all options. We are sorry, Adam Silver. We can't help you. Um, anyways, we'll get out of NBA All-Star Weekend. I mean, final thoughts on it was, I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I watched one quarter of the All-Star game. That kind of tells you my I interest. I think we watched one quarter and then just watched the highlights the next day. It was, it was pitiful. It was pitiful. It was pathetic. Um, and that's coming from two huge NBA guys, right? I mean, we're not just the casual fan, I don't think. Yeah. We, I mean, 
And that should say something. The casual fan is probably not watching it if the diehard fan isn't either. Yeah, but you know what? NBA basketball is coming back this week, so that's right. Cannot be more than excited. Can't wait that. tomorrow. Um, but let's segue into another conversation. A lot, a lot, a lot of hot news coming out from New Orleans with Zion Williamson. Guy's completely unhappy. Uh, I saw a report today from the Athletic that he was actually unhappy with the fact that they went and traded for CJ McCollum. As we know, he's had a foot issue. Uh, he, I believe, it was a stress fracture and over the summertime. He got surgery. And then his weight also ballooned uh, very, very high. I heard some places. I mean, yeah, not attacking his weight, but I mean, if you look at that Mountain Dew commercial, I mean, he looks like he's in like playing nose tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers, not playing absolutely NBA basketball. I agree with you. He he looked like he had gained weight, and I think it's kind of ironic that it was with a Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was a little shocked with all the weight stuff around him. I don't know if being on a Mountain Dew commercial is the right thing. I mean, hey, I'm not his PR guy, but anyways, um, yeah, I want to kind of hear from you, dude. Like, what you think needs to go on with this situation? Because I think that there is a lot more at play than what we're seeing, and it's a multifaceted issue. I mean, I think there's a couple things. I think his injury is probably pretty severe, and I think you know. Your weight also, like, like think about it like this, right? LeBron, remember when LeBron was really bulky and then he lost a bunch of weight? That has helped his playing career, right? He did that on, for, on purpose so he could get his weight down so his body would take less stress and less pressure on it. So, I mean, I don't know how that goes for Zion's recovery process, um, but, I mean, I think that would definitely help. The other thing you have to remember about Zion, he's only 21 years old, right? So I know people are talking about PR and all this stuff and, you know, how much he doesn't have a lot of experience in this, right? He has people telling him what to do. This is what you should say. This is what you should not say. And honestly, we really haven't heard anything from him. So I don't know if the Pelicans want to keep it hush hush, if it's his agent or what the deal is. Um, but I, I think you have to remember that he's also very young. I know JJ Reddick was talking about, you know, Zion Williamson being a bad teammate, not texting CJ. You know, JJ probably has some more better insight than I do or, or you. Um, but at the same time, we don't really know what's going on. So I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's so young. I mean, I'm, what am I, 25, and I still barely know what's going on yeah. sometimes, right? So imagine being 21, making millions of dollars, and then you're injured, and, okay, this is what I should say, this is what I shouldn't say. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him. I definitely think that there's a lot of pressure on him. I think that that is one aspect of it. I think, though, at the same time, there are some things that he's done that has kind of, to J.J. Reddick's point, it makes sense, right? I mean, he's been working out with, I believe it's either a former or a current LSU strength and conditioning coach in Oregon. Um, he's had very little contact with the team. And when you got a guy, like you said, who knows the situation better than anybody else does probably outside of the people that are in that locker room, which he was at one point in, in J.J. Reddick, that is a little concerning. Um, and I don't, I, we don't have really any reason to not believe what J.J. Reddick is saying. And again, if you are... And I, I was saying to this to you before we went on air. I think that there is a lot of things that are at play. It's I think that everybody wants everything to be hush-hush because I think that his weight is actually a larger problem than what is being kind of disclosed to the public. And I think they want to just say, hey, it's his foot, it's his foot. But I think the foot continues to not get better because his weight's not getting better. It kind of is hand-in-hand. Hand. The other thing I also think is this, and I was saying this to you off-air – if Zion Williamson is disgruntled with the organization, with getting C.J. McCollum, which, quite frankly, I don't understand that because if I was him, I would be ecstatic. I'd be pumped. I would be so pumped because now you have McCollum, you have Ingram, and you have Zion Williamson. 
all three guys can easily score you 25 points a game. There's 75 points on the board automatically, again, like on average, every game that you have, okay? And then you can kind of fill in the blanks with the rest of the the, the role players and, and the personnel. I think that Zion Williamson has always been in a position where he has been the center of attention. What other athlete in the last 10 years have we known that has been this polarizing coming out of high school and into college and into the pros? There's not, there has not been many. So I don't want to say that there's a sense of entitlement by Zion, but maybe that there is this feeling of, I've always been the center of attention. Now everybody is paying attention to CJ McCollum, and I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting take. Um, but yeah, I mean, we grew up watching Zion on, on Ball is Life or uh, House of Highlight or whatever YouTube channel it is. Um, he's been under that spotlight. It's similar to LeBron James. Like, I mean, I really can't think of anybody else. I'm sure there's some star athletes. I remember Stanley Johnson was a big one out right. in modern day, went to Arizona. Yep. Never really panned out, but I think Zion was a lot bigger, and I think a lot of it was because of the internet. So, I mean, it's interesting to... I'd, I'd be interested to talk to him and get his mindset, you know, growing up like that. I mean, even Michael Jordan wasn't like that until he got to college, right? Right. Um, LeBron, I mean, a little bit, in, yeah, definitely in high school, him and Kobe. Um, so I, I would say Zion's kind of right in that tier with, with LeBron and Kobe. Oh yeah, in high school, but he just hasn't. I mean, he, I mean, honestly though, like last season, his numbers are great. Seven points per game. His numbers are great. It's not, I, I don't it, think it's a matter of him not being able to play. I think it's a matter of his his level of interest, his level of care. Like I think it's more than just yeah. being able to play. And and I've, I've actually said I said this when Zion was drafted. He's going to be a bust. Not because of the way he plays, but because of injuries. I've said this since day one. I think I have a bet with somebody. I don't know who it is. He's like, forget, we make these bets, and it's yeah, like we a make year bets later. With and so many friends. It's barely remember if I put my shoes on today. Like I'm wearing slides with slack, so yeah, I didn't. I don't think I'm wearing <laughs> socks right now. I don't want to show the people because yeah, we're every, done. Yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on from the feet talk. Anyways, um, yeah, I just it's. It's a weird, it's like a, the curious case of Zion Williamson I feel like we're in right now, where we just don't know, and like like you said earlier, like, we haven't even heard from the guy. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I mean, everybody is kind of speaking on his behalf, everybody, everything that I've heard. I actually read today, uh, literally just like a few minutes before we went on live, that CJ McCollum and Zion Williamson have talked before when CJ McCollum was first traded over, they had not spoken yet. And I believe Zion has now spoken to CJ, but again, everything's a little wishy-washy with the reports. And that's the immaturity, I think. So, I mean, who knows? I, I just want to hear from from Zion's mouth, right? Like, why are we hiding this? Like, what else is going on, right? I mean, typically you see these stars talking, engaging on social media. LeBron is not willing to shy away from it. No. So, I mean... I think it's a maturity thing. I think that, like you said, I mean, he's going to be 22 this year. He's dealt with a massive and abnormal amount of media coverage for somebody that young throughout really from the time he was a sophomore in high school to now. So in the last six years, I mean, that's a lot. You know, obviously, I, I think it was I think that we are now seeing in a weird way, the growing pains of Zion Williamson, right? I mean, we're seeing him trying to develop into a player, into a professional athlete, not just this larger-than-life being that is unbelievable at, at basketball and is, again, like a larger-than-life yeah. person. I mean, he's got, a, he's got a lot to prove. I mean, so the first season, what, he played like 24, 21 games, right? So we got a little taste of it, and then we get a, basically a full season. I think he played 61 games the second season, yep. and it's like, whoa, he played pretty dang well. And so now it's leaving people with this 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 hole in their stomach where we want more. I want more. I want to see. I want more too. I want, I want to know what's going on. Is Absolutely. Or not. And, and I think it would be really sad. And I said this on the actually little fun show plug. Uh, 
Friday, if you want to hear more of my take on all of this, I will be talking about the Zion Williamson issue in episode 196. And just to give a little preview into it, I kind of mentioned how, you know, we're kind of in this state where, like you said, we, we would like to see more. We would like to see the development of it. But imagine if this falls apart for New Orleans. Imagine in 10 years when media heads and people in the sports world are going to say, Remember that New Orleans Pelicans team back 10 years ago that had all three of those guys and it just didn't work out? Imagine if it did. That's what they're going to become. I think that the Pelicans are on a one-way track to becoming one of the bigger what-if teams with these three big-time superstars all on the same you know team. I think they could be, become one of the bigger what-if teams. Yeah. Who knows? I just I just know I'm excited for NBA basketball to start this week. I I'm excited. Missing it. I'm excited. Um, we'll actually we'll kind of start winding things down a little bit. And with games starting tomorrow, I'll actually pull up a little schedule for you there, bud. I want to hear from you, my friend. Which game are you most excited to watch? I think that Grizzlies Timberwolves game. I think that will be a fun game. Because didn't you pick the Timberwolves to be your? I did. Hot second half team of the, of the NBA season. I did. I did indeed. I do think that that would be a very good game. Yeah, um, just for everybody at home that's curious, you got Cavs, Pistons tomorrow, Suns, Thunder, Hawks, Bulls, Nuggets, Kings, Celtics, Nets, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, and Warriors, Blazers. I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I'm really excited for that Grizzlies, Timberwolves game. I mean, you look at some of these other games, right? I mean, Warriors and Trailblazers, that's a walk in the park for Golden State. Um, actually, you I know see what? one I like, though. I see. Go ahead. I think that the Celtics-Nets game is going to be really good because the Celtics have been playing really good basketball, and it's going to be interesting to see this new-look Nets team with Ben Simmons if he's playing tomorrow. Yeah, I cannot wait for Ben Simmons to play. I've been looking forward to that. And then I don't know what the date is, but uh, Nets-76ers. I don't know if that's coming up soon, but I've heard somebody talking about that. And that kind of leads into the, the, the ending topic of, you know, with – the vaccine mandate potentially ending in New York City, Kyrie being back, I mean... What does that do for the Nets? What happens? Are, are they now a championship team? I, I think so. Ky- but Kyrie does something so underrated. But does something else kind of get thrown into their way that... You know, I mean, I feel like that's been the issue with the Nets, and I don't want to dive too much into it because I feel like we'll talk about this next week. But I do think that when one thing has gone right for the Nets, something happens and somebody gets injured or somebody goes out with... But that, that, this might be it. This, this might, might be, be this it. This might be the point where it's it's full steam ahead. Yeah. And we'll I, have to see. I love Kyrie. I think that he is... So he's a phenomenal sometimes. basketball player. I think he's the greatest finisher of all time. He's insane. He's Remember the, when he dropped Brandon Knight in that... Oh, in that, yeah. That wasn't the All-Star. That was the rookies versus sophomores game. Yeah, that was That was not, good. That was definitely not the All-Star game. Brandon Knight would never be an All-Star. Yeah, whatever happened to him? Uh, you don't have to answer that. I don't know. Probably we'll go off on a tangent. Keeps getting dunked on like he did in his career. <laughs> Wait, did he come back? I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? But anyways, we're getting spacey right we now. We are. That means we need to probably <laughs> shut things down and go downstairs. Uh, but anyways, folks, thanks for joining us today on NBA Wednesday. As always, like I said, this will be going up on the Instagram, the live that is, literally within minutes after we're done here, and then the audio will be going up later this evening for everybody to tune into tomorrow. But as always, from myself, from Tom. And also a text message from his mom. (laughs) Hi, Mrs. Carpenter. Hi, Mom. Mrs. C, always uh, tuning in to hang out with the the gents. But anyways, um, pleasure, everybody. Thanks so much for supporting, tuning in, listening to us banter. Tom, final words, my friend. I think we should do something fun. From everybody listening, DM Ryan the Pine 
what jersey you think Jack Ridenour should buy, and he'll do a jersey review on it. Oh, yeah. I think spur the moment, put some pressure on you, DM us your jersey ideas, and we'll pick one. Whatever Bring gets the most votes, we'll put up some polls or something, and we'll buy that jersey, and he'll review it and wear it on NBA Wednesday. Woo! All right, folks, till next week. See you later.